Well, well, hey, man. Hey. Cheers. Cheers, bud. Uh, there's no lime in your Dos Equis. I know. I, I only had... Um... Jake. Jake, what's wrong? <laughs> we only had lemon and... Um... Homeboy, don't play that. Yeah, lemon in the Dos Equis would be kind of weird. What, what, what drink besides what? the Elliot does a lemon... Like a lemon drop? I've actually never had one. I assume there's lemon involved. The, the, well, the Elliot is a vodka soda rocks port tall with lime juice oh it's lime juice it's lime juice yeah yeah i don't know i like a tart beverage that's the elliot listeners um <laughs> if uh, you're if you're ever in austin um yeah <laughs> and on south lamar i could not could not uh advise you enough order an elliot but when yeah. you do it you have to flick your wrist like you're doing like you're doing a layup <laughs> like elliot. a layup <laughs> <laughs> i remember i remember how that that started like i went into the bar one time and like and the, the bartender was like hey man your friends are talking shit about you i'm like uh probably what do you mean <laughs> and he's like they're making fun of how you order with your hands a lot because I, I i wave my hands around listeners you can't see but uh you know someday we'll have a live sip and you can see how much i move my hands around um but when i order when i order my drink of choice i go can i get a tall vodka soda rocks pour special lime juice and I make a little circle with my hands. And you know, I, uh, I, I, I obviously have not. It's been over a year since I've had a drink in person with you. I forgot you. You have, you have movements for each ingredient. That's very impressive. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, I, I don't want to say flamboyant, but yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but that came in handy. It's it's good to have an inside joke with your bartender because now I just go, and I, I, it's brought to me. For the listeners, I signed with the with the drink. Welcome to Sippin' Mimos. Welcome to Sippin' Mimos, the the internet's foremost podcast on '90s radio rock and electronica music. I'm Jake, right? And I'm Elliot. It's so good to be here, Jake. How are you, man? I'm Anything doing great. new? Anything new, Jake? To share? Uh, actually, I'm I'm actually coming off uh, the greatest weekend of my entire life. Would you say it was flawless? It was, it, it was emotionally, it was emotional fatality. It was, well, that it was sound animality. Great. It was flawless victory all the way. Please see oh. our previous episode on Mortal Kombat where we talk yeah. about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, Jake, what happened? What, what made your beacon so great? Well, uh, as the listener might remember, um, I've, I've been uh, working... Uh, towards my master's degree in history. Uh, and this past Thursday, um, I finally graduated. Oh, and awesome. Only got a little sunburnt. So that was good. Um, yeah. How was the, how was the ceremony? It was great. Um, it went, I saw it a couple photos. Head. You looked awesome, it, dude. Thank you. Yeah. It is. It, I, the weather wasn't bad. Uh, it wasn't like, hot and then when they said like oh yeah it's going to be in may in a football stadium this is, you know still doing covid um precautions i was like oh no that is going to be hot i'm wearing a black robe you right. know um but it wasn't too bad um 
uh, the ceremony lasted maybe like hour 15 and uh oh that's that's pretty breezy that's not bad um one of my favorite things ever about doing graduations uh is how at the very end the last person that that walks the the crowd you know admittedly after sitting there for over an hour they start clapping because they're like here we go we're finally at the end but this time there was the last guy that went he he got up and he started like he started like like dancing across the <laughs> field after they called his name nice uh and he was like doing like not the snake but kind of and he, he the crowd <laughs> was just going crazy uh, oh that's and, great and rightfully so it just it made for a really really entertaining finale to things and oh, cool. and and then uh the following day uh, what that what that's got to be the peak of your week though thursday you graduated with a master's degree in history what what gets better than that man <laughs> what well i became engaged to the most amazing girl in the entire world <laughs> congratulations man that's thank you so fucking awesome awesome it, it was it was such an amazing just i i'm kind of speechless thinking about it i just um i get speechful it's a podcast (laughs) it was this it was a total surprise um i'd only told you (laughs) no no. (laughs) i'd only told family and friends and yep and uh i had i had i I wrote a song months ago and i I fucking knew it i knew it (laughs) and you know just kind of just you know singing writing from the heart just you know and Mm -hmm. uh basically it uh i took a lot of influence from um crystal method uh, crystal method last week you know it was just (laughs) it was basically just me scratching for uh seven minutes the uh no it was it was uh, me and my acoustic um and it was, it was perfect. Uh, I just, Dude. I still, I wake up every morning and I st- still cannot believe I get to spend the rest of my life with, with this amazing person. And I truly am the luckiest guy in the world and I cannot wait for, for what's to come. So I'm, I'm on cloud nine. And the fact that we're talking about my, probably my favorite band of all time today. Oh, wow. Uh, makes me even happier i i'm this is it's it's good stuff <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, a thousand congratulations by the way and i'm i'm thank you i'm sure all the listeners are super psyched for you man because that's beautiful and um I, I happen to know you're betrothed and she's lovely uh um so i'm very happy for both you guys i couldn't be more i was crying when you told me it w- went through and all that went through. <laughs> oh, i was losing my mind i was like yes i just you know i don't know i just i'll take i'll take any win and any good news i can get these days and that's like the best news to hear um um so psyched for you and i was a little surprised you're like okay so tuesday and i'm like you know to record i'm like no man like like stretch out that you know that that high of getting engaged man like whatever you want to do dude i don't care we're like no man let's do it blink 182 so here we are but um i'm so happy for you man um and congratulations and holy geez that's so cool 
it's going to roll. And one thing I know for sure is the playlist for the dance is going to be killer. Uh, and I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see that. See, yeah. Okay. As music aficionados and, uh, you know, um, playlist curators, the, the wedding playlist is the ultimate uh, project, right? Like that's I, on the, yes. On the, uh, where I, where I listened to my music about, I guess like last fall, I made, I made a wedding playlist and it's been like wow. private. Uh, Cause I've had like, I knew that this is knew that this is my density, you know, for, you know, <laughs> well done. Thank you. I thought about that one all along. No, I, I, I knew, I knew this is where our, our story was, was going to go a long time ago. And, and I thought, you know what, like I need to make a killer playlist um, for, for the celebration straight up two hours, Hellbilly Deluxe, you know, by <laughs> Rob nothing but Dracula. <laughs> nothing is Dracula over and over again. And then one remix from the matrix in there. And then Dracula, Dracula, Dracula. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it's going to be great. Thank you. And I, I'm just so unbelievably happy. Uh, fuck anything else. You said you had a great weekend. Like, did you do anything else this weekend besides, um, <laughs> make just, gigantic uh, life decisions just you know saturday um hung out with family and yeah just it, it rained a lot this uh well it was like kind of like uh kind of like gloomy which is my favorite weather and we just just relaxed and enjoyed each other and i uh now that i'm done with grad school i just like i'm so excited to like not that not to, because I, I there were a lot of books that I read that were really interesting, um, but believe it or not, I enjoy reading most about music history of all kinds. Um, so I checked out a new book from the library and I started reading that, and it was just like kicking up my feet and just just being grateful for all the surprises and all the things that life has has brought me recently. So it it's. It was a good weekend. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Were fam- were, was family around when you proposed? Yes. So we, I, I proposed and then fam- uh, there was a surprise party after. And oh. we met with family. I had no idea. Like I was like, I, I think there's a package uh, at, at the front office. We should go check it out. And we went and everyone was there and just so wait you, pro- you congratulate was- wait okay so you sang a song proposed and then said hey we should go check the mail well so <laughs> pretty much tell the story <laughs> properly tell the story properly come on i i had <laughs> said like oh i have you know i ordered something to celebrate but it didn't come in oh and then this. okay see so i was just like like i was i was bad uh but uh, so I said, oh, it, it came in. I just got the email, like it, it's in. And so we went to get it and the surprise was our families. Oh, that's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, that's so cool. How did you tell them like, hey, it's going to happen? I, uh, I was just like, 
so I have some exciting news, you know, and I, I realize that, you know, when, when I get excited about something or when, or are nervous about something, my, my words turn into rubber bands, you mm. know, so they go, I have some exciting news. And I just like stretch it. <laughs> news. Everyone was just so supportive. And, and so just, and it, it just, people like reached out like uh, uh, online and, you know, for my graduation as well, um, like folks I haven't talked to in years, they were just like reached out to say congratulations, you know, and oh. I'm so happy for y'all. And it's it's just so, you, like you said, you mentioned earlier, it's just like anything good. And it's so wild how like, how good it makes you feel when someone takes the time to say, hey, congratulations, like, I'm happy for you. You know, it's just like, like, wow, you know, this person who like, you know, I had one class when I, in college in San Antonio, like 12 years ago, took the time, like, congratulations. I'm like, wow, thank you. Like you, so if you are listening and you took the time out of your day, um, thank you so much. Uh, You truly made me and my fiancés. Hey, wow. uh, You really made our, really made our night. So thank you. And that's just like, that's that's just, that's so fun to say. Like now it's like, you know, like we'll like we'll even work in the morning, like bye, fiance, you know, or mm-hmm. oh boy, it's 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 really cool, and that's cool. I've never been I've never been happier in my life. Can my fiance come? <laughs> I didn't murder my fiance. Yeah, those are great lines to say. Is that, <laughs> is that Harrison Ford or it's from Fugitive? I'm that's... kind of I kind of ripping off Mulaney. My wife. Get your hands off my wife. That's a good hair. I didn't murder my wife. (laughs) (laughs) So I, uh, talking about classic actors. Um, I, I did a, I did a first time watch of Bonnie and Clyde. um, Oh, wow. With, uh, Warren, Warren Beatty. Um, have you you ever seen that one? Wait, Bonnie. Okay. Wait, wait, (laughs) wait, um, Bonnie and Clyde. Shit. Um, I don't know if I Warren Beatty. No, I don't know. Yeah, it's a uh, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway from 1967. Okay. Uh, I'd never seen it before. Of course, you know Bonnie and Clyde. You know American Outlaws uh, during the Great Depression, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Oh God, I swear I got my degree in history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really great. Gene Hackman popped out, and I just remembered how much I love Gene Hackman. Uh, perhaps one of the best actors uh, ever. Yeah, he's killed, and he's just like he looks. I love it because he's just like he looks just like a like an everyman kind of thing. But like he's just incredible in everything. Yeah, it's Lex Luthor, man. Uh, Royal Tannenbaums. I watched that one for the first time. Uh, my brother just sent me a link to uh, a Zillow posting where the house from Royal Tannenbaums is available for rent. <laughs> Is that is that New York? In uh, I, I, I I believe so. Perhaps upstate. I forget. But uh, it's only twenty thousand a month. So, oh, so, <laughs> so it's, it's it's just to rent, not. I don't know, man. It's it's. Oh, dude. Yeah. He That's he follows a he follows like a, an Instagram, uh, um, you know, profile that just posts like bonkers Zillow things. Have you? Took a, took a gander at Zillow. It's just, it's just apartment listings and house listings and stuff. 
I follow uh, I follow a really great Twitter account called Evil Mopac. Um, <laughs> and for anyone not from the Austin area, uh, Mopac is uh, a, a loop a loop highway system uh, here in town. Yeah, uh, and it's notorious for its traffic. And Evil Mopac tweets about yep. traffic and all kinds of like Austin centric things. And they always like they'll take like a picture of like they'll take a picture of like a Zillow listing and it'll be like it's like a four bedroom like shotgun and it'll be like one you know 1.75 million dollars something like that and they'll just like and all cats be like ha 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 ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> or like oh wow or they'll take like a, a shot of like like a little like a little kid's like toy house and they'll be like oh uh-huh you can own you can own this sweet little bungalow for only three million in Circle C or something like that. Yeah, only two and a half hours from downtown during rush hour. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy, man. I'll, I'll take Mopac over thirty five though any day, right? Oh, hundred percent. Like, uh, it's interesting. Like San Antonio uh, had it down. They have like the loop. Uh, welcome back welcome back to uh oh right talking civics <laughs> talking civics uh like the loops the i'm loop. elliot I, i'm you're elliot i'm i'm freeway jake uh, i know yeah i'm comp, comptroller jake <laughs> i still don't know what comptrollers do but something like uh what is it <laughs> does dennis run for comptroller in that episode of uh it's always sunny <laughs> Oh my god! I thought of always sunny when. Okay, we'll get to it. But uh, when when looking at this week's band in a weird way. Anyways. Oh, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about talk about this this, this week's artist because I, I have some questions about uh, Low Fidelity All Stars, and I kind of feel like they it was like a really great album to listen to alongside Blink the Blink One Two album we're jamming. Huh. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Cool. Uh, have you been? Uh, I, I I watched Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, have you right. watched anything lately? Um. Okay, I watched. Um, okay, listeners, uh, I watched twice now. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Tell me about this, man. You, you okay? Told, you mentioned it. I've... Um, my my sister insisted that I watch, and to the point where. She like Venmoed me five dollars so I could buy it off of Amazon. <laughs> um, she's like, "You have to now." I'm like, "All right." But they, then she made me like um, push play at the same time as her so she could watch it with me. Oh, um, I know it's cute. Um, but it's 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 a Kristen Wig. <clears throat> it's a Kristen Wig movie with um, with one of her writing partners who's great, and it also has a uh, is it Jamie Dornan, the guy from Fifty Shades really who is like hilarious so it's a big big broad comedy the titular um, 50 shade 50 shades yeah i think his name is uh captain 50 shades captain that 50 shades that's right <laughs> like captain crunch oops all shades um uh, <laughs> but it's about like two i i i imagine the two like um middle-aged midwesterners that go to florida for the first time and it's like the funniest shit ever they go to this like resort and get the, you know try to get their uh you know groove back or but they call it a uh, a soul douche <laughs> in the movie and it's like 
this perfect, like hilarious, like I said, like bridesmaids meets Zoolander. Cause it's like, you know, um, female friends and on all this and like, and, but it's like the world is ridiculous and like anything can really happen. Like they break out in the song and a dance and all this, but it is so damn funny. It's crazy, crazy funny. And I know they wanted like a proper theatrical release and it is, you know, because of the year we've had, it just ended up on Amazon or wherever it is. Um, it's, it's so fucking funny and I can't recommend it enough. So the, is it any, uh, uh, Mumolo looks like uh, she. I think she co-wrote Bridesmaids with Kristen Wiig. I think they're oh, like okay. partners. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. They're. I, I didn't know if she had a credit on Bridesmaids, but I know she was like. I think she's in it for like a second, but yeah, maybe yeah. Perhaps she wrote. Yeah, it. she's the. Um, she's the one on the on the plane that she's scared of. She's scared of a uh, a flying, and she's sitting next to to Kristen Wiig, and she's like, "I had a dream last night. You were in it." We went down. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> Dude, uh, freaking Reba McIntyre is in that movie. Oh my god! Don't don't look up too much, but but yeah, Reba's in it. Um, it's Dude. so. Um, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but Morgan Freeman is in it. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy funny. One, uh, Damon Damon Wayans Jr. Okay, I gotta look. I gotta watch this. Working um, from Coach from New Girl is in it. Yeah, yeah. Damon Wayans Jr um it's bonkers funny bonkers bonkers funny your fiance might like it legit it'd be like a good date night movie honestly is it so just best way to get it rent it through the amazon yeah i would recommend it i'll send you the five bucks myself i swear to god it's really good <laughs> we can we can make that a thing where we just like demo people five dollars like so they can rent this movie and absolutely yeah that's a whole thing if you leave us five stars on iTunes, we'll send you $5. So you can, but you have to, but you have to rent Barb and, Barb and Star. You get these great Midwestern accents. Uh, it's, so, it's so fun. Oh, Tommy Bahama. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, did you see the Venom 2 trailer? Oh, man. I, oh, I, don't, man. I don't really, I, I don't, I don't Ooh. know. Whew. Have I been, what? Have I been waiting <laughs> to talk about this Venom 2? Trailer. yeah we didn't talk about it last time we recorded uh thoughts oh man i am so pumped are you a big carnage guy let there be carnage i you know i know he's not i know that a lot of people like don't like carnage um, um but I, I i've heard like some i've heard that carnage and venom also like they get kind of like they aren't either you love them or you hate them i don't know like I the first comic book arc that I remember reading vividly is uh, Maximum Carnage. Yeah, from, from the early nineties. Remember that one? It was like a cross issue, and it brought in like Hobgoblin and um, Venom fought, and uh, Captain America makes an appearance at one point. Morbius, I think Morbius. Um, and I just, I, I, so I've always had like a, like a, like a love of the Carnage character. Um, I, I mean, and I love, I really, I don't want to say I love Woody Harrelson, but I really, en- I've always enjoyed Woody Harrelson, you know, like, no, I, I, I don't, I don't understand the Woody Harrelson thing. I really don't. I don't get it. Like everyone seems to love him. I mean, I guess he seems like a nice guy. He seems charming and all that, but like, everyone's like, he's an amazing actor. I'm like, is he? 
Like, <laughs> I don't really, I don't quite get it. I liked True Detective. That was cool. But like, he's just doing oh. the same thing. Like, but I don't know. Um, I, I haven't I feel like I haven't seen enough of his like performances to, to make a like a judge like a judgment on like uh, on him as an, as an actor I, I liked I've liked him in things that I've seen uh, uh, I, I, just he's just he's he's a, like a very familiar presence you know like I think like this mm-hmm. might be controversial but like I think I prefer watching like Woody Harrelson over McConaughey and I feel like those two are like oh kind of like texas contemporaries Mm -hmm. um that's just how i feel right now i might change that opinion later Um, speaking of mcconaughey i watched magic mike for the first time oh what'd you think um i was like wait isn't this supposed to be kind of fun and it's just about it's just like kind of a bummer about like so many overdoses and like horrible stuff and like like, uh (laughs) and it also takes place in florida and i have i've had some I've spent some life in in Florida and like um, I would much rather watch Barb and Star go to Florida than Magic Mike goes to Florida because it's just it's kind of a drag. Well, you know it's Soderbergh and like uh, so it's uh, shot beautifully and all this and you know and uh, Magic Mike's not doesn't seem to be the protagonist. So it's written oddly and like so that no he's like well, but um, whatever Channing Tatum like brings on this new kid to teach him how to strip and then like they're like we are making so much money and blah blah and like all that's, i can think so of like, that's kind of like the beginning of our friendship <laughs> wait which one's which one's the kid and which one's magic mike well well you're, you're magic you're you're magic mike and then you introduced me to the world of you know uh no stripping to which I'm oh, grateful. yeah oh well you're welcome you're welcome baby the whole uh, your choice for a path I'm like, no, dance to dance to this love at all the all-stars too. Uh, <laughs> like, I kind of be happening. I developed my own playlist. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, every shot of the movie Magic Mike, I was like, what does it smell like in that room? <laughs> like I just I, I was having all these flashbacks to like humid, gross rooms in Florida. And I don't know. It's it, it's kind of I felt like I lived this movie, but like without, I didn't strip or anything but like i've been to gross places in florida so they're all pretty gross spoiler alert um because florida is pretty gross uh, <laughs> it was a fine movie it's fine I, I thought like aren't these supposed to be kind of fun and funny i think the sequel is meant to be like much more fun but uh so i don't know it was fine is it where does it where does it rank compared to um like the other iconic um uh uh, erotic dancing films like Showgirls and Striptease. Um, I've uh, you know uh, you know the Striptease and Showgirls are two movies I've famously never made it all the way through. <laughs> if you know what I mean, Jake. Ahem. Ten a.m. <laughs> wild things. Ah, cough. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe this. <laughs> I've never made it. Uh, you know, I have never felt so confident about my sexuality after having made it through all of Magic Mike without, you know, I don't know, having to take a break. If you know what I mean. I don't, you, the the credits, the opening credits, is just so exhilarating. The text, the font, 
the the animation it's just so it's you just have to take a break you just, you just <laughs> I make it 30 seconds and i'm like ah <laughs> i gotta go i'll be in my bunk you know uh <laughs> But I think it basically is the same idea uh, as uh, Showgirls. You know, like uh, you know, Drifter rules into town, tries to you know, you know, make it big and all this, and then does, but at what cost? And you know, and like, oh, like oh yeah, uh, drugs and you know, a lot of butts, just so much, so much um, uh, body grooming and shaving of pubic hair and all this. It's pretty, pretty, pretty intense. Uh, um, yeah. It just, it got too real, man. It was too Florida-y for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can understand. <laughs> but I mean, Channing Tatum, man, like that guy got real funny and like he's quite the dancer, no denying, like he's pretty awesome. Yeah, he was like, a, I think he was a professional dancer. I know he was in, uh, talk about 90s, he was in the music video. He played an underwater bartender uh, in the R- Ricky Martin music video, She Bangs. She bangs. Right? She bangs. Oh, was that his big breakout? <laughs> um, I was wow, a Ricky bartender. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I love Channing Tatum. Uh, I've heard he's like a really nice guy. Like he a, seems he, cool as shit. He really just really really nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would love. I would be very interested to see him as Gambit. He was going to be Gambit, right? I think they asked that. Like, um, wow. Steve, okay, yeah, he is a cool guy because when they announced Gambit, like, it was at Comic-Con or whatever, and, like, Stan Lee was on stage. Do you remember this? And, like, yeah. like the lights go down and all these, like, you know, flashes and, like, woo! Because they, like, announced all these new movies that, like, half of them aren't even made. But, like, especially Gambit, Channing Tatum as Gambit. I think he likes the character. And I'm like, yeah, okay, right on. Like, can he do a that accent that I want? But then Stan Lee bless his heart is you know 99 years old or whatever at the time rap of course and and channing tatum runs and like helps him down the stairs because the guy can't see where he's going with these flashing lights and all this so you know bless him good good on you man that i think that speaks a lot to his care i mean man i i I hope they find a way to incorporate him into that universe somehow i uh i don't know i'm i Every time, like now, the big thing is I'm trying to remember what it was before, and I think it was like, oh man, I think they're gonna bring Spider Man in. I think they're, I think, I think they're bringing Spider Man in Civil War. Like I think it's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And of course, like when they showed that iconic trailer where Spidey from Civil War he he catches Cap Shield and lands, and his eyes squint. Yep. And then the trail ends. Now it's hey everyone. Oh, killer. Like yep. where were you when Spider-Man came out in the MCU? Like um oh, well, I saw that trailer and like because the trailer's a little speaking of Venom 2, a little underwhelming until that one moment where like uh where like just thwip thwip and Spider-Man's got the shield with hey everyone, and then the eyes go yeah, he like, and, like squints, yeah. And I lost my absolute mind. There, there's a uh, YouTube compilation of people reacting to that trailer. And like whenever oh, I'm feeling, wow. it's like two hours long. Whenever I'm feeling down, it's kind of pop it on in the background. It's, it's just nerds losing their goddamn mind. It's so much fun to watch. Like, I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, um, cause that was a huge deal, man. 
That was, was insane. Uh, he's the prodigal son of Marvel, so it was a big deal. And what was it like? What did what did Tony? What does Tony Stark say? And he's like, "Hey, kid!" Or when he gives like he gives Spider Man the signal, he yells, "Under ruse!" Under ruse. Man, you got you got a killer memory for that shit, man. <laughs> well, I watched that video of the trailer all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's just. This is that one scene over and over again. Under ruse, butterbum, butterdum. Hey everyone. And people just lose their mind. It's so much fun. So like there was the you know the Spider-Man coming out in Civil War trailer, and they teased that. I remember, I remember that. Like they were like, oh, they're bringing, they're bringing Spider-Man back, and they'd be like, no way. Mm-hmm. But like now it's the now they're teasing the X-Men and <sighs> how they're gonna bring the X-Men and like you know, before be on it, like if I'm being totally honest, I never realized the um like the social history behind what the X-Men stood for. Oh yeah. Um, how like they were, they were symbolic of like the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of makes me really want to dive into that universe a lot. I, I never really did. Cause it was just so dense and there was so much to it, you know, like it's, it's one of the hardest uh, like um, uh, uh, cannons to jump into at any given or, point. It's yeah. insane. Like uh, there's a really great, um, I don't want to mess it up, but I used to listen to uh, a podcast and I believe they're still going. Um, and they just, what they do is they just talk about um, like the X-Men, X-Men universe. And they just like, uh, they just dive in and uh, they're called Jay and Miles explain the X-Men. Okay. And if you're into the X-Men and want to learn more about them, I couldn't recommend that podcast more. They're fantastic. Um, that sounds fun. I'm into that. But, but uh, after like, you know, growing up and like learning more about about what they stood for, uh, I really would love to get into that more. And just knowing that they're coming into uh, the MCU, that's Marvel Cinematic Universe, not Mimosa Cinematic Universe, because <laughs> we do have our own. Uh, I'm just so so freaking excited. Who who do you want to see first? Well, I've heard rumors of a um a wolverine show on on disney plus and i hope they don't do that mm. to start off like the x-men stuff like no 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 don't do that um i want them to uh i think i want them to like start a little underground at first like just just ease into it have professor x show up at like some government meeting in a, in a different movie and like, uh, you know, and have that to be the big reveal at the end. Like, oh, oh, by the way, you can call me Professor X or something like that. And then, and then, uh, you know, slowly get us into it and then reveal everyone's favorite fucking Wolverine. But like I said, I've said before on this show, you can't just start out with Wolverine. It's not Wolverine in the X-Men. It's X-Men featuring Wolverine. Yeah. He's got to swoop in. He's got to be the last guy to join. He's got to be that dude. You know, he should. That's like what they should have done with Batman and Justice League, and and like, and what they did do with Hulk and and, and uh, Avengers, yeah. like, just have them be there and begrudgingly join the team and all this. But um, I want them to do just do it like the old school man, like do um, either either you know follow suit from like the original comics where it's just like the main five and Wolverine's not there for a while, have him show up at the end, or do like the cartoon the 90s cartoon where we follow jubilee into the world or do like uh the jim lee x-men number one where like we're just in this and like we open with like a um danger room 
battle montage. And like, these, these guys have been here the whole time and they've just been waiting to like make themselves uh, known. Like, but we have to, we have to have that like uh, public fear of them, which is like, you know, the opposite of Avengers. Like, I mean, I guess we got, kind of got that in Civil War with the Accords and all this, but like the people have to hate them a bit because that's the only way it kind of works. Yeah. So they like, they they do they they fight bad guys out of the goodness of their own heart, even though humans fucking hate them. Yeah, because it's about being different. It's about you know I don't know. It's about being um, uh, the, not the normal or the. It's about being the minority or living with a disease or you know uh, you know being gay or whatever. It's just like or being trans or whatever. Like it's just not this is not the normal thing. Uh, quote quote normal please yeah. like. Like, but like we have, um, but we're going to kick so much ass. You're going to love us so much. It's going to be great. Uh, so that, I mean, there, there were theories that like, oh, maybe the uh, blip, the Thanos snap caused like a ripple of mutations throughout the uh, human populace. And that's where the mutants are going to come from. Oh, but I'd rather it be like, it's just this dormant gene that emerges in puberty. Like, it's, dude, it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it's so perfect for, teens because like my body's changing you know like yeah. i don't know 12 and 13 i was like am i a werewolf like what's happening like ah, all these feelings <laughs> and like <laughs> it's so that's, that's why it's so identifiable and like um you know you can connect to it because like like uh you're becoming a different person and like like oh no and like you know like mom dad i think i'm a mutant and like there's that great scene in x-men too when like the the mom is like stuffy and all that so it's like well have you tried not being a mutant which essentially it's a kid coming out yeah and and like, well, maybe you just haven't found the right person yet or whatever, you know, it's like, fuck you. This is who I am and shit. And that's, that, that's the message. That's Iceman parents, right? Or I think it might've been Iceman. Yeah. When he, and then Magneto shows up and flips cars over in Paloma. And he's like, what was it? Pyro, which Pyro was like such a, like, I remember uh, the old nineties arcade game. Uh, <laughs> where, where Colossus would go. And he would do that like big like bubble thing. Colossus was your favorite, right? I love playing as Colossus for sure. Okay, um, yeah. But like I remember Pyro, he would make his he would do like the fire and he would make like hands out of the fire. Do you remember that? God, I was, don't. Which game was it? There's a bunch of cool X-Men games. Uh, it was like the arcade game. Yeah, I only I only played the arcade stuff. Like that was fun, but like a it's like not a big not a huge game. You would fight like uh, the Blob, um, Pyro yeah. would come out. Um, man, what a time to be alive! No, I, <laughs> I I agree. I think I think I I would love like at the end of like at the end of what's the next movie coming out? I don't know something where there's got to be like a big like meeting of heads of state or something, and and maybe they maybe they'll like be like, oh, you know, I have two people I'd like for you to meet. And they'll be like, they walk into the room and be like, this is um, Professor Xavier and Dr. Reed Richards. You know, and then it's just like, oh, wow. Like I would. Right. And then it turns around and then it's us. We're playing them. It's crazy. That's, that's, that's all I would, that's all I would want. Oof. Yeah. I would rock yeah, a ball cap and be Professor X. Is that who you would want, you, is that who you would want to play in, <laughs> in the X-Men movie? You have to shave that beard though. Oh Yeah. No, I, I don't know. If I had to, if I had to pick, I mean, I, I don't meet the, uh, I don't think I'd meet like the qualifications to be like any of the, any of the X-Men that I would like to be. 
<clears throat> so I, you know, uh, obviously I would, I think I could rock TH out of a Colossus, uh, slash Juggernaut. Once again, I am five, six on a good day. So I probably would be more of like a thin Wolverine, <laughs> a teenage, I could play teenager Wolverine. That would be cool. That'd be rad. Um, I think I could get something out of like Havoc. Cyclops is like petulant oh, yeah. brother. But he's just got the big circle on his chest, like ah, like um, that'd be cool. Havoc is what was the one Banshee? Remember him? Yeah, who has like the high pitched thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Right on. I-, I love how so many of our some of our episodes like turn into like, <laughs> who would we be? <laughs> who do you want to be? Like we're just when we play make believe tonight. Uh, we're gonna be after <laughs> after each episode of Sipping Mimos, Jake and I build a fort, and we play X Men together. And we play X Men together, and then um, I will be doing the rest of the episode in character as Wolverine. Awesome. <laughs> hey, bub, we're talking about an album that really means a lot to me. <laughs> the album where I learned to cut my claws and I learned a lot from it. Why does my Wolverine sound like Randy, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage? I like Ooh, it. I'm into it. Yeah, we're, we're talking an album made by three Californians. Oh yeah. Okay, that's gonna hurt my throat. <laughs> <I'm> just, uh, <laughs> remember, you have to remember that Wolverine's Canadian. So instead of like, oh yeah, he'll be like, hey. <laughs> I can't even try to do it. <laughs> I'm gonna start let's, get, let's get some poutine. Oh, I love poutine. Mm. I don't think I've ever had like proper poutine, like good poutine. I had poutine in in a gift shop in Niagara Falls. Oh wow! And it was was it good? It was very good. Like just gravy and French fries, right? How do you go wrong? Yeah, uh, two two of my favorite things with like cheese curds on top. Oh, I'm familiar uh, with curds. That's a whole thing. Uh. You know, one of the things that happens in the the Marvel universe uh, that really blew my mind was is uh, you know while we're on the subject of it, you know, let's say you're Captain Marvel, uh-huh. and, you know, like you discover like that the 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 Cree and and this and the the, the scroll exist. Yes, uh, you know, it's a pretty it's a pretty mind blowing re- realization, right? I know, like one, like if I if, if I were Captain Marvel and I learned this information, I would literally be like, "Oh my God, aliens exist!" <laughs> Is that a here we go moment? That's a here we go moment. Here, here we, we go. go! <laughs>
this week I had yeah I had Elliot listen to one of my all-time favorite albums by quite possibly my favorite band of all time. Wow, Blanc One Eighty Two. Um, Unreal. This is Enema of the State came out June first, nineteen ninety nine. So we are almost uh, two thousand twenty one. So almost twenty two years old. This album. Mm-hmm. Uh, still feels. I think it still it still sounds as fresh as it did the day it came out. It's certainly still fun as shit. What, Elliot? What were your thoughts on Enema of the State? I think it's fun as shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> A sweet, sweet, crisp 35 minutes, you know, with some change, like, um, uh, an absolute blast. I forgot how fucking fun this band was. Because, of course, like, you know, I gathered that Liquid 2 is a thing, and, like, you know, I listened to them here and there. They were ever-present on radio and MTV, of course, in the day. Um, um, All the Small Things video is like oh, the funniest thing i rewatched it like today and I'm like this this is like the funniest thing ever like in, at, at, in the time when all we were just bombarded with like boy bands and all this nonsense and you know christina aguilera and, and like in these three fucking dudes they're like i don't know fuck it and, like, and they make make fun of it all and like there's like Bleh. so all i could write down was like um amazing musicianship yeah. with a sense of humor and like i think that's what a um, gift that is! Like, like they're not—they're not up their own asses. They're not like taking it themselves seriously at all. They're just like, yeah, we just we're really good at this, and we're gonna just fuck with the system and and play around. And it's a blast in a house. Absolutely, I couldn't I couldn't have said it better myself. I I I learned I first heard this album on a now three compilation your favorite uh, your favorite band you found on a now that's what i call compilation. yes for the listener if, if you're not familiar now now it was next to mm-hmm. mark uh it yep. was a comp- it was a compilation of like the most popular like songs on the radio of the day um that's as, as much history as i know it, it regularly featured bands like you know in sync, Britney Spears, like I, you know, uh, things like that. But on now three, which also featured uh, a Limp Biscuit song, um, um, the, the, those compilations were so weird because, like, how did they get all the rights to all those? Like, it was essentially a compilation of like what was super super hot that six month period or whatever. Because they put yeah. out a bunch of those things, and I was like, well, how did they get all these songs on one? album it was good i don't i don't know if like a radio station put them out or a cl- clear channel perhaps like put you know the big conglomerates are just like well let's put it all in one disc so we can make money off the singles all out of all at once instead of you know having to sell these albums when people are just looking for the one or two songs i'm curious yeah it, it's really it really is i would love to do to read up on like the history of those things because I want to say they're they're like in to like the seventy. Now that's now that's why I call music volume seventy or something like that. Now I could be wrong wow. about that, but um, how like, do you feel about compilations like that in general? You know, I, I I I've discovered a lot of really great music from those compilations, uh, yeah. especially when they're put out by a, a record label. Um, I really like. I know um, back in the day. 
Epitaph Records put out some really great ones, Vagrant Records, and these are all like pop punk, emo, like indie rock vein. Um, Drive Through Records put out that's your um, like your newfound glories. Um, I mean, there were some there's some really great compilations. A lot of times they would be accompanied by like a DVD of music videos um, of artists featured on on the comp, and uh-huh. it was so it was such a cool experience like to have those because you would you'd be able to hear the songs, but then also you got to like see, see the artists, you know, either play the song or sometimes it was different ones. So you got like that double exposure and really kind of like endeared the artist to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so that's, that's one thing I, I, I cherish about growing up and like, uh, and getting into music in like the early two thousands was like those comps. What about you? Um, well, yeah. Um, I mean, well, uh, especially on electronic music, you know, that I'm obsessed with. Um, uh, what is a DJ mix, if not a compilation of tunes curated by a, a DJ? Uh, I get a perhaps a little itchier when it's like a, um, I don't know, g- giant corporation putting together a compilation of stuff. Uh, but that that being said, like um, <clears throat> there was a series of compilations called Herbal Beats back in the day, I think, I think released by a magazine called Herb. I think it might've been called Herbal at the time. Uh, and then became Herb, and they actually featured one of my DJ mixes in their magazine. Ah, but that's a different story. What? Do you have a copy of it? I don't think I do anymore. Ah, oh. I don't think I do. Ah, oh, it's a bummer. I wonder if I could find one. Um, but but uh, and like that, that certainly led led me to other uh, artists that I you know grew to love and um, all that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, because because it was like especially with those like those like record like the record labels or or like a, like a magazine because you know like if you go in there and you, you know like you love blink 182 and they're they're putting them on a comp with these other bands you're like okay like then there must be some type of um similarities between i might like afi i might like some 41 you know which is which is how i discovered much of the mu- most of the music that that i've that i love today uh um, yeah. Side note, there is now, uh, apparently it came out in 2018, uh, but I could be wrong about that, but there is now a, now that's what I call dad rock compilation. (laughs) It was released in 2018. What's on there? A bunch of stuff that's going to make us feel old. Blink-182 is totally on there with a song. Dad rock? Blink is dad rock now? Yes. No. 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 So it's kind of it's it's kind of like a full circle for me because I discovered Blink Twenty Two on Now Three and now Blink is appearing on Dad Rock uh, from the same album. So, <laughs> <laughs> so tell tell me about uh, discovering Blink One Eighty Two. Uh, so I was in seventh grade. Um, I had my first uh, quote unquote girlfriend. You know, like a middle school girlfriend. And, Ooh, uh, you dog you. We lasted a whopping seven days and um, it didn't work out. out. Oh man. She had to go. She had to go make star Wars episode one. So I'm talking of course about Natalie Portman. So (laughs) no, 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 no. just say, just say N Portman. Oh, N Portman. Sorry. Yes. No, Uh, no, no. That's that's too specific. Just say Natalie P. Natalie P. (laughs) Okay. We'll cut all this out. Yeah. (laughs) No, and you know, and Irish, I, I just remember as, as 
as we listened to before, like I, I was listening to a ton of like metal and new metal. I love, I adored Ozzy Osbourne, you know, loved Corn, Limp Bizkit, these heavy bands. And so I, so, so you were in the new metal before. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. please continue. I'm yeah, so, so it started with new metal. Yeah, interesting. Um, my cousin David introduced me to new metal. So, uh, David, if you were listening, thank you for that. You were a true brage. Um, Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Um, and so, but I wasn't like being, I didn't get that like emotional, like fulfillment that I was looking for from like, from like corn or the metal I was listening to. I was like an early emo, you know, I was like super down. I was like, Oh, I'm never going to, I'm 13. Oh, it's the end of everything. And, uh, you're angsty. Yeah. I remember a buddy of mine. He was like, you should listen to Blink-182. They sing about girls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Okay. And my mom had just bought me now three. And what's uh, what's my age again? Uh, yeah. It was, track, uh, it was track three, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, I'm going to test myself and see if I got that right. Uh, uh, on on Enema? Yeah. Uh, on say the Now, <clears throat> on oh, the now that's now. what I call music. Uh, three. Oh, okay. Oh, it was track two. Sorry. Um, What's track one? No, no, no. It was track three. Oh, Oh, shit. What's one and two? So let's see. Let's look at the track track list. This was was a big album for me that that changed a lot. So uh, number one was All Star by Smash Mouth. Uh Number two, American Woman by one of my my icons, Lenny Kravitz. Number three was Blink-182. Four was Bailamos, which we have covered, you and I, before. Uh, Not on the show, but like (laughs) as musicians. (laughs) As musicians, we have totally covered Bailamos. Yes, we actually have. This is all true, folks. And the number five artist on this album, which uh, killer, killer song, sometimes. Compilation. Oh, compilation, sorry. Oh, but also... Uh, Fatboy Slim was on there with the Rockefeller Skank. Sure. Yep. Wow, what a year. Yeah. yeah. 98, 98, man. 98 Degrees. Um, mm-hmm. Limp Biscuit was on there. Which Limp Biscuit tune? Nookie. We're, we're into like second Limp Biscuit album, right? Yeah. That's on an insignificant, or insignificant other or significant other. I call it Limp Biscuit Phase 2. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> the strongest phase. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, it, it, this was just like a way it introduced me to a lot of really catchy rock and roll music. A lot catchy, a lot of, yeah. It's catchy as shit, earworm stuff. It's um, everyone, just, it's it's hard not to enjoy this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I was I was like, would have been in middle school. No, it was early two thousands. So I was probably thirteen, mm-hmm. um, and I, it just could, the the humor. Uh, the the fast the, the 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 speed of the song so fast they're so fast so the crazy this fast. Is, this is the album that they the band first recorded with um, Travis Travis Parker. yeah oh, it, and um uh, as a drummer phenomenal drummer um he's one of the little, best little heavy on the splash cymbals but it's fine like um that's the style like uh that pitched up snare and the, the dude's a beast man like and ask i think ask any drummer and they'll be like yo yeah 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 travis parker is like the shit absolutely i mean i would argue that he's like he's like his generation's neil pert 
Um, oh, but small, small kid, small kid, small kid. Uh, just like in, with his innovation, um, and with just the sheer number of people that picked up a pair of drumsticks because they heard Travis Barker on this album. You know, Oof. um, yeah. Travis actually—he uh, but- actually famously, well, we talked, we were talking about Marvel earlier. DJ AM, who yep. See, you're already okay. Go ahead, go. Famously, they had a they had a collaboration project where DJ AM would be scratching and making stuff uh, up on the fly, and Travis would just would create beats along with it. And they toured, and I never got to see him because um, they tragically were involved in a plane crash. Yes. Um, uh, they both lived, uh, thank, thank goodness, but I never got to see him, but that would, just, I can't even imagine how incredible it would have been. Travis is just insane. He's just they insane. put, they put a recording out and I, I have, I have that album. It's bonkers. It's just, it, guys, it's like, it's a, it's a fine DJ mix. And then Travis is just drumming over the whole thing. It's, it's kind of astonishing. If, if you can find it, I could, I think we could not recommend it more. It's Travis Barker and DJ AM. Uh, oh man, it's fun. It's um, it's so fun. I I was a young guitarist, and it was funny because like I you know like I said, you were playing a lot of metal, and the the melodies on this record are Justine killer. Yeah. Um, just I mean, uh, there's I mean there's not like one bad song on this. I mean, you start off with Dumpweed, you know, uh, and then talk about fast. You have like Don't Leave Me, which on the live version, they speed up even faster, which is insane. Really? Well, I think is it party song? It's like it's like 210 BPMs. It's like, like really, it's really really quick. It's just, um, of course, uh, the biggest song on the record is probably all the small things. Yeah. Um, with with that, the music video is iconic i would put it like top 10 music videos of my lifetime i just dude it's 30 years later sorry 20 years later it's still hilarious i watched it twice today as i guess so fucking funny when they're wearing the bulletproof vest and like (laughs) like doing like the choreographed dancing and they're just doing like the boy band thing they get in a private jet it's like and like (laughs) they're on the beach they're naked and like and then like we got it cuts to like uh i think it's is it tom delong yeah who we'll have to talk to in a whole segment uh, about about sorry, uh, and he's just like in the flowers, like Christina Aguilera, like oh the small. It's so I mean, it's so funny. The fl- he eats the flower at one time. Yeah, the oh. yeah. <laughs> And then what is it like? Is it Tom's like looking through like the like the view like the the view thing and like <laughs> yeah, Mark yeah. like a dog's pulling Mark's pants off and just... yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. There, and yeah, you know yeah. what, like these these guys, Mark, Mark and Tom. I yes. Think the, tell me about them. Best friends uh, from early '90s. I think the, I think the band actually started in. Uh, I should know this as a band, but I think it started in '92. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, started in '92, um, and these guys, they're, they're just either. I, I would argue that they they are the definition of soulmates, um, musically, humor-wise. Like they just they just absolutely clicked from the beginning. They both had this like killer sense of humor and this like sense of melody and punk rock, and they combined all of it to create um, this really 
fun and catchy music. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's just fun, goddamn party music. And like, they got a sense of humor about it, but the, you know, uh, they're clearly talented dudes. Um, is, is, sorry, it's Mark and who, what? Mark, uh, and, Mark Hoppus and then Tom DeLong. Mark and Tom, okay. They're, they're, because they're, they're both du- dual lead singers. Yeah. What'd you call mm-hmm. that? Which was um, different for the time, you know, for like, yeah, a popular yeah. band. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure like, you know, they're, you know, publicists or whatever is like, well, okay, which one's the lead guy? Or like, well, no, we don't really do that. And, and like, but they are like perfectly um, different in their styles of singing. And they're like almost um, perfectly like an octave apart where they can harmonize like, like motherfuckers, man. It's, it's kind of perfect. I, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't agree more. Like they just, the way they play off each other, uh, if you ever get a chance to listen to the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, it's it's their live album. Um, they oh. just have like I think it's like twenty minutes of just them like riffing on each other, and it's <laughs> it's so stupid and so funny, and it's just and they make up like funny songs on the spot, which is really great. Um, yeah, I I adore this record. I it when I started <clears throat> uh, playing guitar around around uh middle school well seriously playing guitar right this was this one and the album that followed it take off your pants and jacket um (laughs) see you're laughing i didn't understand that joke wait how old were you you didn't get it 2001 so i was 13 when that one came out okay yeah maybe i don't know jacket is a little out of date anyways but i'm not you know (laughs) we call it self-love now, but you know, uh, but <laughs> cause it's 2021. We, I, it just flew under my radar. Um, <laughs> Who's Jack? <laughs> I, I, I was thinking like, Oh, okay. So, cause like the, the image that accompanied it was like a, like a, a, a picture of a plane. Mm-hmm. And so the plane was take off and then they had a picture of a pant and then a picture of a jacket. So, 13 year old me was like, oh, they're getting on a plane and then like they're getting undressed on the plane. That's funny. Like, you know, jacket. Like, yeah, put a jacket on for the plane. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, they're putting a ticket. The- okay. <laughs> I get it. You know, I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm hip. I'm hip. I'm now Mark, Tom, and Travis. I was referred to earlier. This, especially in like their videos and like, and like, uh, and how fun they seem to be. Like, they remind me of the Always Sunny guys, you know. Um, like like th- these guys clearly must get along pretty well like and they're having a good time and the music's amazing and they're just like like i don't know this is this is, sounds like a great song let's make up some those ridiculous lyrics like you know <laughs> your mom's a whore and <laughs> they frown on sodomy like all this stuff. like it's just they're they're doing bits man it's yeah. like a stand-up album to pop punk it's great it's just like they just like potty humor uh extraordinaires and i don't know it's just it was such a treat to listen to things that made me laugh and songs that were so catchy and short enough to like capture my attention span to the point where like i would hear it and be like i have to learn how to play this song like digestible yeah you uh developed your uh, guitar prowess by 
listening to this album? Mm-hmm. This one, this one was a big one uh, because I, I didn't take lessons. I did, I did take lessons briefly a couple years later in high school. Oh. But starting off, I, I, I didn't do lessons. I played pretty much by ear and using guitar tabs. Oh my god, and, guys! Th- okay, I'm sorry, Jake. I have to stop you there. Like, listeners, I don't know if you've ever seen Jake play guitar, but to hear that he plays learn how to play by ear and looking at tabs and listening to Blink-182 is bonkers because he's, he's quite a proficient musician. Oh, that's, thank that's, you. <laughs> no, that's wild to me. That's wild to me. Thank you. That, that means a lot to me. Yeah, I, I, I assume that, you started that, playing when you were four or something like that because that's how good you are. <laughs> thank you. That, that means a lot to me, man. I, I was so like, I, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be, and I wanted to write and play like Tom DeLonge play guitar. And I like, I wanted to play, I started off wanting to play like metal, but I don't think I was patient enough to sit down there and learn the scales and like the modes and, you know, do all the hardcore soloing. I admire musicians that do and can play that, but I wanted, I, I wanted to play songs and and like write songs. And for where I was at that time in my life, like Blink-182 was the answer to that question. So, so are, would they? Would you consider them pretty um, simplistic guitar players? Like, are we talking like you know these four or five punk chords, like Green Day and stuff, or are are they? Is, is there something magic happening here? Um, I would say th- it's not the most like technically advanced guitar playing. I think mm-hmm. we're we're looking at primarily like um, power chords um, with so, you right. know, occasional like piano solo or or or, or picked um pick solo but even that even the solos like they weren't they're not like like if you listen to solo on anthem part one it's down 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 that's the that's the whole solo mm-hmm. you know and it listening to that it made you feel like i could play this you know like this yeah I could do this and that was huge for me as as a young guitarist like obtainable yes within your reach yeah perfectly and i remember hearing that and being like i could do this like i could play like tom belong you know and dope i would sit in my room and i would just sit with my headphones on and i didn't have a guitar tuner so i would like play the play play the album and tune my guitar to Tom's guitar on this record because he, he tuned in standard. Okay. So when my pitch matched up with Tom's pitch, I knew that I was in tune. And that's how I learned to tune my guitar. Even even now sometimes like I'll still put on a Blink song and tune up to him. You tune your guitar to Blink 182 song? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Why? They were just, they were just like, they, they, were, they were everything to me. Wow. Um, Actually, this album. So, Tom left the band um, to form Angels and Airwaves, a, a group that I know you and I both enjoy. Can we talk about Angels and Airwaves for a second? And we have to talk about Tom because it, it's it's insane. It's like it's like combining U two and you know synth elements. U two e yeah, with like blink melodies that that Tom just he the guy can write an undeniable melody. Yeah, he's like um, a melody virtuoso. It seems to be like, and 
so yeah, I've Jake and I have previously talked about Tom DeLonge's solo, solo, whatever, with a recruited band, Aussie style, perhaps. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, look at that! I'm, I'm building a vocabulary. Um, uh, is this is solo thing or or I guess post Blink project called Angels and Airwaves, and that first album is fucking awesome. It's Killer. these soaring, soaring melodies. And it's all weird and awesome. There's a little less, you know, your mom's a whore and, and, yeah. and like meet me by my locker. It's more like angels and fucking aliens are real. And I talk to them and I look for them every night. And it's wild. Um, so <laughs> it's a great album. Everyone should check it out. Maybe we could talk about something. Um, yeah. I think a, it's like, we don't need to whisper. Uh, yeah. That one. I, it's like 03, 03 when, when did it come out? 02? Uh, we don't need to whisper. I think it was later on. I think it was 06. Oh, shit. Perhaps. Okay. Um, uh, the only reason why I know that is because I was getting ready to graduate high school when that one came out. And I was going I was going through another, like, angsty period, you know, sure. as teens often do. And sure. Hey, grown-ups go through angst as well. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, and the adventure on that album, oh. which contains maybe i mean next to like next to like what's my age again maybe top my favorite tom guitar line and it's just like it's got the youtube delay on there yeah 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 um the soaring yeah yeah the delay absolutely and yeah i'll never forget like i was I was driving home and I was leaving a party and I was like, ah, you know, like, you know, graduating that next year and I was like, I don't, you know, trying to like figure out like, what's my next move? Like, what do I, what do I do? I don't know. I'm like freaking out because, you know, I'm 17. What, what's going on? And I remember so clearly listening to this song, The Adventure, and the lyric uh, is... Uh, hey here I am, and here we go. Oh, here I am. <laughs> There's <Is> it- spiders. <laughs> That's Have you song. seen that shirt? And it's like, it's like, what are you? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, the, and then the lyric ends, life is waiting to begin. And, or I yeah. was in that point in my life I was thinking you know life is just starting I'm getting ready to board my vessel and go on my own adventure you know and if you if you were to ask me uh 15 years ago uh if I would be you know you know an engaged man talking to one of my best buddies about 90s music over zoom and having a blast doing it i would be like no way like there's impossible but uh blink me too tom DeLong has just always kind of been always kind of been like like a north star for me and a north star musically and, and a lot of times emotionally and got me through a lot of different things and it, it was a total joy revisiting this one and also tom kind of like uh broke broke the truth about there being ufos so uh, he's just 
kind of he's just kind of doing his thing now, which is awesome. In addition to being a like a uh, um, threshold guardian for you, uh, and is this this I don't know perhaps an angel that appears when you're going through a change in your life, as we all are all the time, aren't we? And you know, Jake has news this episode, and and maybe it's serendipitous that we re- revisit uh, Tom and Mark and and Travis and all that to to um, escort you over this magical threshold into something new. Perhaps he is your angel within the airwaves. I love that man. That was that was bravo. I'm doing the zoom clap right now. It's like the air oh, clapping. I apologize for clapping earlier because I know it spikes the mic. That no, uh, was cool. <laughs> That was, that, Everyone, was, that was beautifully put. Every once in a while, I got something good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's a big uh, ufologist or whatever the hell you call it. He's way into aliens, which I'm into aliens. At the time of this recording, 60 Minutes, like last night or two nights ago, like put out a big special about how NASA is like, yeah, they're out there. We have no idea what this is. They're not American. We don't know what it is. Yeah. They don't seem to be doing stuff. <laughs> we... This isn't an alien podcast, but if it turns into that, I'm way into it because I love aliens Ooh. and so does Tom. And I'm kind of on board. And like, I've heard some like funny interviews with, um, I guess it's, is it Mark? Uh, where they're like, is Tom like really that guy? He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> like he's that guy. <laughs> like he's like way into it. Like on tour, like almost every night, like we just be, you know, in the bus or whatever the hell. Like, hey, we should pull over and just like look for shit. Like, like, like dude, no, we got to get to Nevada. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I just, this was such a treat to, to revisit my fiance and I, I just, I'm trying to say that as many times as I can. Cause Ooh, just, I love it. We actually saw Blink-22, not with Tom though. Cause he's not in the band anymore. Uh, but Blink-22 and uh, Matt, Matt Skiba, the singer from a band called Alkaline Trio uh, performed this album in full uh, two summers ago. And it was nuts. The song sounded incredible. Travis took like a stupid drum solo that like we still talk about regularly. We're just we'll kind of just be there and just be like, do you remember? Do you remember when Travis Barker like got into that like cage and the cage like spun upside down in 360, and he just kept drumming the entire time? Huh? <laughs> upside down drummers are ridiculous. That's awesome. Uh, if you haven't listened to this one, I couldn't recommend it more. Go out there and jam some. Jamson blink to your ear holes. <laughs> it's 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 crazy fun, and like uh, the uh, the more I um, you know look back on our uh, run here on Sibimi was Mike, I think it is like the party stuff most of all. Like I would put this up there with uh, Notorious, like because it's like you know they're talking about breakups and they're talking about uh, you know fuck you I don't I don't I didn't really like you that much anyways but oh actually I like high high school angst and stuff like that but it's um, a party too. It, you know, there's, these are just, you can put this this stuff on, especially the hits, Absolutely. you know, of course. And everyone's going to dig on it. Like, I think I've mentioned before, like, and, and we're approaching this season, put this on at your pool party, guys. Like, this is... Oh, yeah. Add this to your pool party playlist. I mean, um, run through the hits. All the small things, of course. What what, uh, what is it? Um, Adam Song, what what is it called? Uh... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're, uh, all the singles off this are like just home runs. Home runs, man. Really did this album. I'm gonna come back to it all summer. Easy. 
Well, I'm, that makes that makes me happy, man. I'm glad you enjoyed this one. Hell yeah. We are now it, sipping emos, uh, sipping mimos, uh, uh, one five seven. Ooh, sipping emos. Ooh, that's a that's a good theme. We should keep that theme for like a special uh, episode. Uh, yeah, the, the emos. <laughs> we can talk about like some like jawbreaker or something like that. Like some, oh like, boy, old school emo stuff. Ooh, or ooh, ooh, maybe some Jimmy World. They put out an album in the nineties. Um. Uh. Well, I'm. I'm so excited. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Your construction smells of corruption. I manipulates to recreate this air to go around saga. Gotta launder my karma. I asked you to listen to Low Fidelity All-Stars, How to Operate with a Blown Mind. Did I get that right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, this one's kind of tricky to talk about because we don't know a lot about them. Okay. That, that, okay. That, that, makes, that, makes, that makes sense to me. It's hard to, they're hard to wiki. Uh, um, we know they're from Brighton. Uh, and, uh, and I believe this is where uh, Norman Cook, Fatboy Slim, is from. Uh, and they ended up on Skinch Records with Fatboy, and they followed that, you know, uh, big beat sound where that I have trouble uh, defining. This album came out; it was their debut album, I believe. And, yeah, and um, it, it's it was just kind of a uh, musician co-op. They all, just a bunch of random dudes that were into this sound and wanted to do something kind of crazy, and it's this genre jumping weird um weird yet funky kind of like you know spacey trippy uh uh, but yet like um danceable and funky as hell album that magazines would define as quote intelligent quote big beat which i think is just a fancy you know uh music critic word for it has cool lyrics like intelligent hip-hop it just means oh they're just better lyricists and like and then this dude who left the band after the first album <laughs> uh the 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 main lyricist is fucking bounced 
I don't know. The band. Is that the wrecked train? Yes, the wrecked train. They, they all have um, aliases on the like liner notes and all that. So, so uh, we so we don't know who, who these who these folks are. I mean, we do and we don't. I mean, uh, so uh, <laughs> they're all um, you know credited as their aliases on on uh, on the album and all this, but you know we know kind of who they are and all this. And they and the band continued in different formations. I think you know they added members and lose members and all this. And now it's just kind of like this kind of nebulous thing with I I believe to be uh, diminishing returns. Um, like this album is awesome and it's, it's kind of its own thing and maybe it's fine that the lyricist left and the band kind of you know reorganized into a different idea and became it and, keep, and they, they wanted to keep it kind of fluid into what the project really is but this one's just kind of like so just a one little like perfectly 90, 1998 Brighton intelligent big beat um, British invasion meets electronica kind of thing like I, I don't know how this aligns up with like Oasis and stuff but like he's got that sort of Oasis kind of sound deeply heavy accent he's not trying to sound American or anything like that really leaning into the all stars taking over <laughs> like uh, awesomeness and there's they're using like, these crazy horn stabs and like samples and like the beats are gigantic and you're, you're dancing your ass off and then all of a sudden you're transported to some weird spacey kind of realm where he's just like listing off kind of Jim Morrison-y kind of like, uh, you know, um, stream of consciousness poetry and then you're right back into like, you know, the party and all this. It's kind of a, it's a, it's just a kind of a trip, man. What'd you think? So this one, let me see. It, it, I, didn't, I didn't put two and two together upon listening to it, but like the... I think you may have, but uh, like stream of conscious, like lyrics, he's just spouting off these things. It was very like reminiscent of like Carl Hyde's work with Underworld that we listened to. Yes. And it, it took you saying yes. that. It took you saying that for me to be like, oh yeah, that's that's what this reminded me. Uh, I this one reminded me a lot of like the Prodigy. Um, okay. And it may have been because the I, I guess because like the majority of our electronic electronica artists that we listen to are comprised of groups of one or you know uh so uh, you know one person or or, or a, a duo, duo. you yeah. know like uh, chemical brothers Chris method Daft punk uh they probably and then fat boy slim uh, on his own what i thought was cool about this one was i looked at the the, per- the personnel on wikipedia and there's a whole last band here mm-hmm. you know like you've got a vocalist, turntable sampler, you got a bass, drummer, keyboards, engineering, and guitar, uh, among among other vocalists and keyboardists. And I thought that was really different. And I think I think you can hear that in the album because it. And when I say like all over the place, I don't mean that negatively. Um, but sure. where like say for instance like Crystal Method, there's like a there's the same like a. I, there, there's a sameness that sounds silly to say but there's like a no, you I can get tell it, it's being created by the same two people you know like that there was mm-hmm. that there was you know this input throughout throughout the album with this one i could tell that there was there were a lot of contributions or maybe not maybe they, they maybe they were just wanted to create an album that um sounded like a lot of different things but it seemed to me like this one was like um 
was was the product of a bunch of different ideas being thrown into into an album uh and it but that that being said like i think this one next to like last week's crystal method uh crystal methods vegas i think this might be like my favorite sounding record that we've listened to oh controversial statement no jacob i like that uh um so i always like it when you like stuff come on yeah i i, I thought it was really cool it was um there are a lot of like a lot of different like like slower tempo and a lot of really interesting like vocal stuff going on here too yep um it kind of started off the same way that vegas did with like that speaking part uh, is it was that, is that like a poem or a, a quote from something i i wasn't familiar with that do you know well, i believe it's the, i believe it's the main lyricist but he's doing a uh um you know he's doing that cool like you know electronic album style that we hear in prodigies Delta generation we're like do you if you recall like I'm taking my work back underground. That's essentially what he's kind of saying here. I, I, you almost even wonder if it's an homage to Prodigy's Jilted Generation. Yeah. And um, I think it's just kind of a cool way to start an album. Yeah, and then this, it kind of like played into, it, it made it like theatrical and dramatic. And when they like, when they drop those drums in, they drop, I don't know, it just, it, it takes you by surprise, but you're like waiting for that drop. And I, I really, so that, that opening track was warming up the brain farm. Um, <laughs> the, the the bass on Cool Rock Bass, I, I was listening to it in, in the car today. Oh, and it's, a good, it's a good car album. Yeah, it really was. And uh, last week we listened to Ray of Light. Um, <laughs> and I, the, the songs that featured pretty extensive bass on that made my car door shake you know that when you're and the thing is and i i didn't even i got a new battery so everything was like set to like factory preset like zero 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 but it was still making my like my doors like i'm like oh man so i had to actually turn down the bass for ray of light which was kind of a bummer i should have mentioned that in, in our episode but i didn't but but with this one ooh, you know that that sound where it's like the bass hits and it's just like it sounds like almost round like just boom just like like soft like there's no there's no rattling in your speaker it's just like envelops your car in this like delicious bassiness um and that's what i got on cool rock bass i really like that one cool Um, rock bass (laughs) i I, I love this guy's delivery man like i don't know it's just so cool uh and, and like there's a little you know mystery to it he he appears to be like introducing every like member of the band as the album progresses and stuff and like uh i don't know the disco bison loves disco music like there's weird weird stuff like that and like like he's just kind of like talking about everyone that's working on the album and stuff it's very cool when you uh <laughs> when oh you when you like quoted that right there you reminded me of um What's the guy's name? Um, Jermaine Clement from uh, from Flight of the Concords and oh. We just it. <laughs> oh, love that, love that. I'm into uh, it. Oh, but um, no, this it was really cool. And like I said, it was when I say like oh, it's it encompasses like a lot of di- like it wasn't just like a straight like like drum album like where like I was like like so Crystal Message like Crystal Message. Ooh. 
Tsukumimo. Tsukumimo. Uh, I was like drawn to drawn to those drums, you know. But this one, I was like, I was kind of like pulled to the drums, pulled to what the singer pulled to what the singer was doing, and it might. And I, and I think that played to it, it really made the album like a like really cool listening experience. Um, I would liken to Prodigy for sure, hundred percent. You know, it's it's kind of like a you know it's like a it's this interesting mishmash. It's almost a you know compilation of like just ideas and like um you know so there's you know as like I said there's dance tunes on here and there's like you know weird poetry and and like um but it's just this amal- amalgamation of uh, just everything these guys think is cool and it's and it is quite cool but um uh, it just kind of works for me man I I dig it it's like a, you know another big um party album like where like you know you know every other tune on here i would play at parties all the time or you know show up on mixtapes and all this like um battle flag is like a huge tune and it was um as with a lot of my guys like you know featured in commercials and shows and like and and all this like it became a, like a real big hit for them probably their biggest I, hit i did a rewatch of the sopranos last year and oh. I recognized it from Sopranos. They played Battle Flag and Sopranos? Mm-hmm. Not that. I've never finished the Sopranos. I feel bad about it. Whenever you're whenever you're ready, um, I definitely think it's I definitely think it's worth it. I'm not like one of those like, you need to stop, we need to stop recording right now and you need to finish it. No, I'm not that no, but whenever you're ready in your in your in, in your own time, I I think it's worth it. I think it's 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 a good one. Right on. Of course. Um, but no, I I thought this one was cool. It, there was a lot of like like hip hop elements in this one. Yeah, like a lot more like scratching, and that's that's something that I know you incorporate into your live sets. Is this? Did you get like your? How is? How how influential was this one to your? Why are you wincing? <laughs> Well, because you said this before. Oh my God. On the show. Are you a member of the Lo-Fi All Stars? <laughs> take me cool. Oh All Stars taking over. Okay. Um. See, that's me. Um. Are yeah, you I'm the, the uh, train, and you just haven't told no, me this whole time. Um. The disco bison loves disco music. Um. No, I'm not. Uh. Or am? No. I. I. I, I wince anytime. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just. It's just to protect. Protect my. Uh, my street cred. I, I don't consider myself a scratch DJ. Because <laughs> scratch DJs are kind of a in their own world and it's a it's their own kind of thing. And I I, 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 uh, I would never um, consider myself, oh, I'm, I'm good at scratching and juggling and all this and that. Um, so what can, can you tell me what a scratch DJ is? Um, so consider uh, just thinking back on our on our show, um, certainly shadow to an extent. But if you, um, but listeners look up, Cut Chemist, Z Trip, Qbert, like these are um, guys that are uh, um, Mixmaster Mike, that are like scratched heavy DJs. So like they're like, like they're they're using the turntable, um, Kid Koala. They're using the turntable as an instrument. I, I come from the school of um, I'm curating a mix, but I, I don't. I don't often. This sounds fucking hoity-toity already. Like, um, yeah, uh, 
you know, uh, scratch, scratch, really. Maybe sometimes for funsies, but like, um, it takes an, a, a very, it's a very different skill to like um, uh, scratch a record and like make something new out of something old than it is, than it takes to like match tempos and mix and fade and stuff like that. It's a whole different thing, um, really. But uh, uh, it'd be like, um, like uh, Eric Clapton versus Tom Morello. Okay. Or maybe, if you know what, does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, and I'm like, what does this machine do? What can I bring out of it? Versus like, what is the absolute perfect thing I could do with this? Like, uh, you know, so I don't know. I, I don't know if that makes sense. You'll have to yeah, let me know. No. Um, that, that totally, the Clapton Morello comparison, God tier. Morello is the scratch DJ. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. Um, but these guys do have a, um, uh, Lopinelli also released a, um, a DJ mix um, on, I believe on, on Skint Records called, oh boy, it's Big Beat Boutique, or whatever, Life of Big Beat Boutique, um, uh, right after Fabulous Slim had released one. And it's an awesome DJ mix. And I, and like, I couldn't tell you which of the seven, eight members put this thing together, but it's beautiful and awesome. So if you're into this album, um, I would recommend checking that one out because it's just a good good mix of a bunch of cool songs. And they like recorded some like exclusive stuff for it as the group. Um, <clears throat> This is like uh, the Avalanches meets Oasis. Like, there's something cool going on here. It's like, uh, I don't know if you know who the Avalanches are, Jake. I don't know. Um, like, uh, like this, you know, kind of cool, like, you know, hip hop, large beats, like rhythmic, um, sample heavy, you know, kind of trippy stuff with um, a, a decidedly European vocal vibe to it. Yeah. And it's a cool, it's a cool combination. Then they, you know, in this album, they throw in a lot of like disco and uh, and just like funk is cool horn stabs and like disco strings and all this. It's very cool. I definitely heard a, a, there was a ton of a uh, ton of hip hop in this one for me, which was neat. And even like the um, the artwork for this one, it, it reminded me of the artwork you would see for like the old Cash Money Records albums that uh from like the late 90s early 2000s oh um it kind it, it reminded me of that um of course cash money that was like birdman um like juvenile like early little wayne i think i think they're from new the record labels from new orleans but when i first saw the artwork for this it reminded me of of that record label and um listening to the record i just i heard a ton of like hip-hop influences especially with like the scratching um mm -hmm. but uh and every time we talk about scratching i like i always enjoy learning about the the differences in in, in dj performance and see because me as yeah. kind of like a as, as like a lay person in the dj world it's scratching is I, I thought like that was just like the like the thing you know <laughs> like forgive me but but not walking away from this educated so feeling better but this was this was a cool one. It really, really was, and it, it was it was neat to hear a lot of like uh, a di dif differentiation between the songs. Like mm -hmm. while while like I adored Vegas and like honestly listened to it uh, listened to it like a lot after our episode. Leading oh, up, great! Leading up to my proposal because I was like getting like pumped, pumped up, you know. 
Yeah, you uh, had to. Had a, you, you were a busy child. You had to keep up a lot. Yeah, you know, and I was, you know, uh, you know, um, it just. I just thought of like Chow Young Fat in the club and how badass he looked, and I'm just like, I need, you know, yeah. I need this vibe in my life as. You know, I asked the woman I love to marry me, and it worked. Um, uh, all right. While, while I love I'm, I'm over talking about it. I'm just, what? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just jealous. That's all. The, <laughs> while I love it, like this one, this one had a lot. Um, was a little bit. Was a really interesting listen, um, and it just, and it may be just interesting because, listen. Yeah, and it, it just because. This one, this group has like a dedicated like lyricist and vocalist, kind of like the same way the Prodigy, you know. Um, is it mm-hmm. Kevin from the Prodigy? Who Keith. passed recently? Keith. Yes, Keith from R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, uh, Kevin. I knew it was a K name, but it, it was it was like a like a very like textured, very like it, like that's the best way I could describe it. A very interesting listen because it had that element of a vocalist. Yeah, in there, you know, and um, while there certainly was like samples, but you were pulled to, like, drawn to um, the lyrics and, and and the MC, and I thought that was really, really unique for uh, for this album. Uh, um, just some some other faves: uh, uh, "Blisters on My Brain," uh, "How to Operate with the Blown Mind." Um, Blisters on my brain. <laughs> and the Sorry, I, I, I like I like doing my uh, Rex Train impression. It's good. And you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Me and my friends. Uh, this was a you know a big one for us in like high school and stuff. It's weird always. Uh, you know, uh, do our impressions uh, of of, the, of this lyric, lyricist because we thought he was cool. <laughs> uh, but, so, uh, thank you for recommending Low Fidelity yeah. All Stars. This, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be drawn more to like the more upbeat songs uh, going into the summer. I know this. We talked about doing like a summer episode, um, but this one I feel like we're in Texas, so it's like always summer at some point. Except when there's you know, a, you know, there's like that weird week where it's in the twenties. But, um, but no, like this one. This, this one was a cool one. So thank you for thank you for picking this one out. Um, yeah, I'm glad you uh, dug it uh, at least a bit. Yeah, and 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 that's you know just you know what we all we can do is uh you know move forward and and, and learn how to operate with a blown mind. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so what do you, what do you got for me next week? Uh, will you go first again? I I always feel better when you go first. Okay. Um, I really do. I, I don't know if that's fair. Maybe we should rotate. I don't know. That's but, cool. Uh, All right. So let's see. I I have an album that I... Disco Machine Gun! I just wanted to do it again. <laughs> I have an just album that has a song that I, I know holds a really great memory for you personally. Oh. Um... And I think I, I've, this is one of those where I love, I love this tune so much that I imagine I would really enjoy the album. Okay. Um, very excited to listen to this. This is uh, from the glorious year of 1997. 
so celebrating its 25th anniversary. No, I'm sorry, 24th anniversary this year. I'm bad at math. Um, this album sold 7 million copies worldwide. Uh, and uh, Is that the, good? I think. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the opening track might be possibly one of the best ever. Uh, so next week, I would like to welcome to Sippin' Mimos, Australian singer Natalie Imbruglia. Oh my God. Left of the Middle. You might know this album for its lead single. Mm-hmm. I'm wide awake, I'm torn. <laughs> uh, I've got stories about torn for days. So I'm very excited for that. Have you ever listened <laughs> to this album? No. I know torn frontwards and backwards, but uh, because of reasons. And then, uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm excited to dive into her other stuff. Very cool. I am too. I, I, I mean, it's one of those where like, I absolutely adore torn. I just think it's just a genius piece of pop music. And it's like I, a perfect, perfect single song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd like to, I'd like to talk about the, I'm going to write in my notepad, which I've been writing notes on. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Oasis earlier, so we almost yeah. did an Oasis album, but uh-huh. you can expect an Oasis album at some point this year. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, but I would like to talk about the Torn music video. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, awesome. Killer music video. Yeah. Um, okay, on that note, I'm going um, to, to combat Nelly and Berg. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, this, this has been one on the, uh, on the list for a, quite some time. It's, uh, it's, I know, I know, well, you're, you're not gonna have any idea who it it is, but, uh, if you do, I'll be impressed, but, um, it it was a formative record for me and, um, and it's, um, uh, it, it, it's how I got to stuff like Basement Jacks and how I got to like, um, well, it's, 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 uh, it's house music. So, and this is a, an American artist, um, and it's a album from 98, you know, cause a lot of those late nineties electronica albums are pretty fucking awesome. Um, this is an album by a man named Armand Van Helden. And it's called two future for you. The number two, the word future, the number four, the letter U. And there are some classic house anthems on here. We're getting into anthems. Now it's not just like hit singles. These are anthems. Uh, this, this this record is dope. I hope you enjoy it, and I can't wait to talk about it with you. Awesome, yeah. Uh, I got it, got it saved to my list. I'm looking forward to discussing that one, and I would love to hear some stories about porn. Uh, it, about I mean, what? About what? About torn. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louis. Okay. <laughs> well, That's fine. Uh, thank thank you so much for listening to another episode of Sipping Memers um what fun uh, and, and jake if i could say on behalf of all the listeners congratulations again dude on on a flawless victory of a weekend many more flawless victories in your future thank you so much and thank you for thank you for allowing me to tell the story of such a special weekend uh it's it was the greatest of my life and i'm very excited to see what comes next and the fact that 
So at some point in our future, we're going to be discussing Natalie and Brulia. I'm super <laughs> pumped about that. Um, so so getting I- engaged right here and then talking about Natalie and Brulia with Elliot <laughs> right here. Very close <laughs> and excitement levels. All right. Just, just checking. Just checking. <laughs> Elliot, until next time. Jake, until next time. <clears throat> For sipping Mimos, I'm Elliot. And I'm Elliot. No, I'm Jake. Stay sipping. Stay sipping, y'all. <laughs>